Disclaimer. Canned Expression and its host, Rochelle Roy, only condone fully legal street art performed through means operating entirely within the bounds of the law. The intent of this podcast is to teach more about the most interesting aspects of street art and the community to get more people involved in the activity in a legal, safe, and fun way. Street art should be practiced in a way which does not damage any private property and allows for you to express yourself in a non-destructive way. For more information, please check out your locality or municipality's regulations regarding public displays of art. Thank you. Now back to the episode. One thing I've talked quite a bit about on this podcast is the ideal of personal style, or persona as it's often called. Most well-known artists have a few central themes that define their work and give viewers of their art a better image of who they are and what they generally stand for and believe. For example, Banksy, despite making an active effort to conceal his identity and remain anonymous, can largely be defined by anyone familiar with his works as an artist who stands against a culture of consumerism and the undue influence of corporations on society. Portuguese street artist Vihils has a persona constructed around remembering the obscure. His work is dedicated to facial portraits of those he feels are undersung in society, be it essential workers during the COVID-19 pandemic or fellow artists who aren't sufficiently recognized for their influence on the genre. But one artist stands out pretty significantly here in how he rejects a persona or any unifying themes or motifs throughout his work. His art never lacks a larger meaning. There's just no larger grand narrative or connecting themes between his art pieces, yet he's still managed to forge an immeasurable lasting impact. His name is Richard Hamilton. Welcome back to Candid Expression. My name is Richard Roy, and let's talk about Richard Hamilton and his rejection to persona. You are now listening to Canned Expression. Hamilton was one of the most prominent members of the 1980s New York City art scene, and what truly set him apart from his contemporaries was how when they were just finding their footing, his early work wasted no time in crafting these extravagant, often abstract pieces that left viewers wondering, what does he mean by this? One of his first ever pieces was called Homicide, and it was formed by having 12 to 20, depending on the installation of this piece, volunteers lay back against the wall as if it were a floor, as he painted a police-style chalk murder outline for all of his quote-unquote victims. He then added red paint around it to give the essence of the crime, and if you see it, you can clearly tell it wasn't meant to look real. It was meant to capture the essence of something that was very much real to Hamilton, the crime in his NYC neighborhood where he grew up. For two years, from 1976 to 1978, Hamilton just recreated this single piece over and over and over again. He even went up to Canada to collaborate with the growing street art community in Vancouver, which had just formed some legal outlets for the medium, and he just did the same thing again, creating fake, almost cartoonish murder scenes. The skill, speed, and talent on display for these pieces was undeniable, but it becomes clear why his fellow artists were asking, why? What's the point? This is where Hamilton's rejection of persona becomes more nuanced. Hamilton's abstract work, which always involved implied violence, even in his post-homicide work, wasn't meant to convey a persona about him as the artist. 
In fact, he later revealed in interviews that he made an active effort to make his art almost an entirely separate entity, not even affiliated with him as an art creator. The question returns, why? Well, looking at his later works, and even including homicide in the analysis here, it's clear all the implied violence, not graphically shown, but instead strongly implied and hinted at, is a reflection of Hamilton's surroundings. When Hamilton was living and growing up in NYC as a young adult, crime was on the rise, and as he would go on to put it very, very bluntly, it, quote, sometimes felt like a very, very dark place to be. But Hamilton didn't want his difficult surroundings and environment to define him. Extending a persona into art meant to be a reaction to surroundings, not a representation of himself, would have meant losing what his work was about. Because his art wasn't about him, and it was never meant to be. That's why Richard Hamilton rejected Persona. See you next time. With canned expression, I'm Richelle Roy, and remember to keep spraying.